Welcome, everybody. We back. It's the One Against the Grain podcast. I'm your host, Brownie Blends, along with my co-host, the beautiful Alicia J. What's up, Alicia? We back. We are back. And you know what? We need to stop saying this, Brownie. Every time we get back on, we're like, oh, we're back after a long time. You know, we're going to do this regularly, but we are going to do it regularly now. We are. We, 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 have, we have no choice. We're keeping the listeners waiting. Keeping everybody waiting. I'm getting texts and emails. Everybody waiting on the next episode. You know, when you when you subscribe to the pod, then it gives you alerts, you know, over time and people kind of get into a rhythm. You know what I mean? So we got to keep them going. How you been, though? You know what? Life has been challenging and it's been a lot. Um, I started a new job, which I think I kind of touched on last time, but I'm really like deep into it now. So I've been doing a lot with that job and I feel like and I was telling you this earlier that it's just really taking away a lot of my like personal creativity because I'm putting so much into it. And so I'm trying to find a balance of doing the things that I love and the things that serve me like this podcast is one of them. Yeah. Um, sure, and so sure. I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to find balance and it's hard. It's hard to yeah. find balance, but um, it's imperative because I'm not going to live for my job ever again. If that makes sense. Like, I like what I'm doing, but it doesn't define who I am. And I don't want to live just for it. So I have to cultivate all the things I love um, because I won't do that again. I won't. True true story. uh, I've been chasing this, you know, just the bag chasing area. So every day is let's get a bag, get after a bag, get after a bag, get to the money, get to the money, get to the money, work, 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 work. Well, this past weekend, I went to, uh, I took a trip out to uh, Miami for my daughter's 21st birthday. A lot of family pulled up, you know, even family from out of town. My mom was there. We had a great time. Brought my daughter's 21st in. Great. And it, but it, but a lot of things dawned on me. You know, I realized that that's what life is about, uh, making experiences, mem- uh, memories. I mean, um, things like that, doing the things that you're, you're passionate about and spending and, and putting your energy and devoting your energy to those, to those things that really, you know, is what life is about. So that's kind of my plan. You know, I want to continue to do spend more energy on the things that I, you know, I love to do. You feel me? So that's kind of um, my thing in this podcast is one of the things I love to do. So uh, I get excited. I get, I still get butterflies every time we get ready to do an episode. You know what I mean? I, I'm still excited about it. So, you know, I want to keep it going. And life is a trip like that sometime though. You know, it's always, it's always something that's never ending. Bills are always going to come. You know what I mean? It's, it's always going to be something. So, and life is, I think one thing we learned over the pandemic is life is short as hell. You know what I mean? Things, things can change in a blink of an eye. You know what I mean? We have, I got a lot of friends losing parents, losing close ones. Uh, of course, we've been through the, the COVID pandemic and I think, you know, really get, but you remember, you remember during the pan, when, when the pandemic was like real heavy, um, when it was just kind of hitting and everybody was like, okay, I've learned some things about the um through this pandemic about life and then soon as soon as they started to open things back up all that went back at the out the window we went back to the same you know same shit we was doing prior pandemic you know what i mean and we lost sight of that so i think um 
a lot of those things still that in it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We are still in it. We're still in the yeah. pandemic. We're still in it. Most people living like we're not. We're moving around like we're not, but it's still very, you know, alive and well. I've been one of the lucky ones, never tested positive, you know, for COVID. Knock, knock on wood. Same, um, knock on all the way. Yeah, but but I have a lot of friends that, you know, weren't so fortunate in that, you know what I mean? And so really I'm going back to that, man. Life is life is short, man. We got to do the things that, you know, that we're passionate about, you know what I mean? And devote the energy there. So that's where I'm at with it. Absolutely. And outside of the pandemic, people die from, you know, a lot of things every day. Like life isn't guaranteed to any of us, like through any moment that we have. And so we really just need to focus on today. What brings us joy? Like how we can do the things that we were meant to do, you know, like that we were placed to do on this earth. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to get back to. Cause facts, facts, facts. I I, I feel that 100%. And, you know, and then speaking of like, you know, life being so life being so short and things kind of, um, uh, changing in a blink of an eye. I'm a little, this story that's in the news right now is, um, it's got me kind of in a, in a, in a somber mood. It touched me in more ways than um than one. Not just as a sports fan or or you know or a Raiders fan or anything, but just as a human being to um hear the story about Henry Ruggs the third and the um and the young lady who lost her life in that tragic accident. Man, that that story is just it, it to me it's is horrible all the way around. I don't know if you, are you, are you familiar with what's going on in that? Because uh, uh, that story is horrible all the way around top to bottom inside and out. I mean, it it touches you. It touches you in so many different ways. Absolutely. No, I'm definitely, I know what you're talking about. I saw a lot of the articles that have been put out about it. I even saw um, the statement that the readers made, um, which I thought was very well done in a situation that, you know, they really didn't have anything to do with. They, they put out a statement just saying that a life was lost and we, um, you know, honor the life that was lost. And, um, even though it was, and I, I don't have the exact words right in front of me, so I please go and look at it yourself. But, um, and even though it was like a catastrophic mistake, um, a catastrophic thing that happened, they still love, you know, they still love him and they still support him. And I thought it was a really good, um, message to put out because it's a hard situation when you do love the person that has made this, that has yeah. done. This. Well, 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 to, just to rewind a little bit, um, for those of, for those of our listeners that may, I mean, you, it, the story's everywhere, so you'd have to be living under a rock not to know. But, like, some people are off the grid, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, for, the, for those of you that don't know, um, uh, top draft pick for the Oakland Raiders, Henry Ruggs III, um, uh, was in a tragic uh, car accident, um, leaving, um, I think it was Top Golf in Las Vegas, um, yeah. late at night, driving with his, uh, either his girlfriend or his kid's mother. I don't know the details or whatever. Well, he was his girlfriend, yeah. Was his girlfriend. Okay, well, um, he apparently he was doing 156 miles an hour in a Corvette, which is, I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I've never driven a car that fast. I don't even know if I've been in, 
that's damn near airplane takeoff speed, in my opinion. It's definitely too fast for a city street. I mean, I didn't, I didn't do my share of racing growing up, but that's that's hella fast. And he also had an alcohol uh, um, level that was twice, you know, um, the legal limit. Nevada, you know, rules on that are ten times str uh, more strict than um, anything else. But he, the, the worst part of the story is a young girl lost her life. I think she was 23 years old, had a dog in her car, minding her own business. Okay. Here comes um, here comes this athlete um, in, in, uh, uh, in, a, in a Corvette, probably had a um, – I, I recollect the day, you know, probably went something like, you know, had a, probably worked out a little bit, got up that morning, probably uh, hung out, um, made some plans for the night. We're going to go to Top Golf. We're in Vegas. We're going to have some drinks. The food's good. The drink's good. Um, we're having a good time. I'm playing the best football of my life right now, getting a lot of notoriety. My team is 5-2. and two. I'm, I'm probably uh, I'm, I'm probably feeling good, dressed right, the whole nine. Um, party's over, bill comes, you know, it's late at night, you get in the car, you know what I mean? You 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 got a girl sitting next to you, probably trying to impress her a little bit. Um, or you just, either that or you just having fun. Maybe it's other, uh, maybe you got a, a friend that has another fast car next to you, you know what I mean? And there's the motivation um, right there, right? You hit the gas, now you're doing 150-something, you're not even thinking about the fact that you're, you've been drinking, you shouldn't be driving anyway, period. You know what I mean? No. Now here's, and, and as you're doing this, here's somebody minding their own business. Maybe, I don't know if she was sitting at the light, whatever was going on, but you run into the rear end, you hit her. The numbers say he hit her at 126 miles per hour. Per hour. That had to be equivalent. I, it had At that point, it had to feel like, and she was in like a Toyota or something, so it had to feel like caught on fire and the video the vehicle caught on fire. So it had to feel like a big rig running right into the rear of you at at 80 miles an hour. You know what I mean? And you're you're stationary at the time yep. and you don't know what's coming at that point. Right. So. This thing and I, and I feel worse, I, I feel I feel bad for both parties. Feel horrible for the um the young lady just starting her life as well, the, the, the to have to get that call from her family. The, the, just in one hundred percent, the the story is just horrific all the way around, and it really um every time I read it or I see his face, I get emotional about it um, because I, I I go back to like like I told this I told I started to the the, the show off talking about how what was probably going through his mind that day. He got up, got dressed, probably just wanted to have a good time. I saw an interview with Derek Carr uh, that he sent Derek Carr a, a, a message about midnight um, that night saying and showing him videos from his golf swing at Top Golf, like everybody does saying, and they're laughing like, how's my swing? Everything is just normal, normal night stuff. And, and had no, he had no idea within the next hour or so that he was probably going to experience the, the most horrific thing he's probably will ever experience in life. And most people ever experienced the death of someone that he'll be causing in his vehicle. And that right there is just horrible to me. It is horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Unfortunately, he chose to get behind a wheel when he For was sure. in For sure. For mm -hmm. sure. I lost my brother in a drunk driving accident on June 30th, 1995. I was 15 years old.
Uh, I miss him every single day. Uh, he went over a ravine. His best friend was driving the car. My brother was catapulted out of the window. And it took them hours to get him up. And he was yeah. brain. Sorry to hear that. Too. The I last. Thank you. The last time that I saw my brother, I held his hand and his hand was warm because we donated his organs. Um, and that's a whole nother story about organ donation that we can talk about at a later time. But it's still to this day. And I was 15. And that was in 1995. I still don't feel like I have closure with my brother's death because the last time I held his hand, his hand was warm and he looked like my, he had bandages and stuff, but he looked like my brother. And when his best friend decided to get behind the wheel impaired and went over that ravine, he took my brother away from me for my entire life. Like he literally took him and only got six months for it. Um, I'm still working on forgiveness. I'm not even going to sit here and lie. (laughs) And I had to come to terms with the fact that my brother also got in the car with a person who was impaired. So that's hard too, because I have to forgive my brother. So with that said, sounds like he had a beautiful day and I appreciate that he had a beautiful day, but he also changed someone's entire, many people's entire life for the rest of their life. Well, well, well the part about, and sorry to hear that about your brother, that's gotta be extremely hard to, uh, to deal with even, even to this day. But when, when I mentioned about him, that was, that was, a, that was me talking about how quickly things could be normal. Yeah. And then, and then immediately, um, they can, they can, they can just, they can switch on you. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And And I, I do feel for him because his life will never be the same. No, of course not. Like, of course not. My brother's best friend. I know to this moment that he lives with that. And I don't know how to feel about that. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I don't know how to feel about that. But what I know is, is that if anyone is listening to this, call an Uber, (laughs) like walk home, do something. Don't get behind the wheel because you're going to change your life forever. And you're going to change a lot of lives forever by taking someone away from this world. The the crazy, the and, and, and that's correct. It's too many resources these days. You know, you know, when I was, when I was growing up, we didn't have Ubers and Lyfts. We had, um, we had taxi cab. And then on top of that, um, what he had with him having the resources that he has, there's plenty of resources that is available from the teams. I talked to one of the guys down um down there that play with uh Henry Ruggs, and he mentioned to me that there's there was a, a guy named uh Starworth years ago that had hit a pedestrian. Um he was he was uh it was a DUI, although he was uh it was a legal. I don't think he was over the uh, limit, but he was. But he ended up somehow. He didn't do a whole lot of time. Um, he got. He, I don't even. I think he ended up playing again. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. But um, he uh, he told me that Starworth actually comes down to the facility and get and, and talks to 
the players on a yearly basis from all 32 teams. So this is something that um, Henry Ruggs was definitely aware of. And I know we talk a lot about the DUI part of it. Um, even if you throw the DUI part, even if that's not even a part of the conversation, driving down a city street at 156 miles an hour is criminal in itself. I mean, um, you're not on an open road by yourself. To think that you can get in a car and do that type of speed, anything could go wrong. You're not really considering um, at that time, you're just not thinking, you're not considering your life. You're not thinking about the lives of anybody, um, that may even want to cross the street at that time. Anybody walking the street, a million things, you know, can go, can go wrong in that, in that, in that sense. Um, so even without, um, him being, even if he wasn't impaired, the idea that you feel like you can get in the car and go 156 miles an hour is, um, it's crazy. And I do, you know, I definitely feel um, the victim is never coming home again. You know what I mean? Her family will never see her again. Um, You know, you, you, you wonder about, you know, his, all the high hopes, you know, he was a, he was a high draft pick. His, his rookie year wasn't great. Um, He finally kind of came to his own. Uh, everybody I talked to about the kid said that the kid wasn't like a wild child. He was, uh, you know, really one of the most, uh, more kind of focused, uh, young men. So it, it surprised, you know, a lot of, a lot of them that this would actually happen. And it just lets you know that, um, w- uh, one lapse of judgment could change your life forever. And that's, and that's what we, that's what we got here. Absolutely. And it can happen to any of us. Like anybody, I, anybody, my, one of my mottos going through life is your one decision, your one decision away from being the person that you judge. And I truly believe that. For um, sure. But I will say this does hit different for me as somebody who has lost their brother in a drunk driving accident. Like it's, it's just, it's something that's hard for me. And it's something in life that I've, I've had to, really go back and forth with a lot. Uh, um, and, and just because it hits so close to home and I really do, I miss my brother. I've had a lot of loss in my life. Um, and he's definitely, you know, you know, I miss him. 156 miles an hour in the Corvette. I don't know how he's, first off, I don't know how him, I, these new Corvettes, they put the, the, like the, uh, the motor is in the center of the car now or, uh, in the rear, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm positive the Chevrolet stock, probably that Corvette stock is probably through the roof. Cause if you can survive, um, an accident, um, at that speed rear ending somebody, I mean, Jesus, I mean, Jesus Christ, um, the girl was trapped inside the vehicle. I, I don't think, I don't know how they would know this, but from what I understand, and I don't think she was dead on impact. I think she tried to get out and the car caught fire. And she couldn't escape her and her dog couldn't escape the, um, uh, you know, the fire. But regardless of football, regardless of jail time, regardless of any of those things, this young man will have to live with, you know, this part, you know, the rest of the rest of his the rest of his life. He'll eventually get out of jail. He'll eventually um, may not ever play football again. I, I would, to be honest with you. In the in the world of sports that we live in today, I wouldn't even be surprised if he um, 
if 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 he you don't you ever know I would I don't even know I can't even say if he'll be on a football field again or not I I just don't know the way things go but what I do know is uh, at 22 years old or I don't I think it was 22 21 years old however old the young uh, the young man was I know he's done something that um I'm I'm positive he, he he's remorseful I'm positive he's uh he's probably um kicking himself uh he, he's probably having all kind of thoughts going through his mind i couldn't imagine but it's got to be a fucking nightmare he's gonna have to live with this for the rest of his life you know what i mean it, this this will there's no escaping it yeah he'll have to live he'll have to live with it the rest of his life you know so but family and friends of the person that he took ex- oh, no for no for yeah. sure no for, no, for, yeah, no, no, for sure for sure yeah. For sure, they'll uh, they're I mean they'll they'll be uh, there'll be a missing piece on their end, and um, I I just I just couldn't imagine. It's just a horrible it's just a horrible story, you know. Uh, all the way all the way around, it's just it's, it, you know it's, it's terrible. It's, all the uh, way around, I agree with that. I would just say you have to remember when you're impaired that you're not going to make the best decisions. Like, and, and it's not even your mind might feel like you are, but when you're impaired, like your body isn't at the percentage that it usually is. Right. Like you, and, and so just don't get behind any wheel, please. Like just do not do it. But it's, but, but, but call somebody, do something. Just don't get behind, just don't get behind any wheel. It goes back. It goes back. I remember we had a conversation back um, um, a few episodes back and we talked about uh, um, we were talking about rape cases and things of that nature. And we were like and we were like, don't rape. Don't do these things, you know, because uh, we could if, if everybody could just realize that and just and just and we can work on those things and get people to stop. Well, it's almost like when you look at drunk driving, it's almost like. um having it's like the it's like the COVID thing right it's like during COVID we're making everybody get vaccinated so we can um uh pre, uh they're doing mandates and stuff with that because you're not and people were complaining COVID to like uh why isn't there a mandate on diabetes medicine and why aren't they giving that for free and why aren't they well those things don't affect necessarily affect other people when you get behind the wheel of a car um, that's affecting other people. So when you talk about mandates on COVID, we're not just talking about you. We're talking about, um, we talk about vaccinations. We're not just talking about you. We're not just, we're talking about you possibly spreading something contagious that can, that can affect, you know, somebody else. And so when I look at the drunk driving thing, like how many of these instances and how many of these situations, um, th- there's, there's over the, there's been millions of them, like car accidents, between drunk driving and texting and things of that nature have been the number one cause of death in this country um, for a long time, along with heart disease, along with all those different things. But those things like heart disease, things like that, they affect you. You know what I mean? They affect you personally. I, I can't spread heart disease, you know, like I but I, but I can get drunk and get behind the wheel. So when do they start to um, punish? Like what obviously in my opinion, the, the the DUI laws have gotten a little bit stricter, but they're not strict enough. Something else has to be done because I can't depend on human beings to 
make the right decisions. Like you can't, we can't depend. Um, liquor stores are open till two in the morning. Like I don't want to have to depend on people to do the right thing. Something has to be done from another level. Do do you got to put? Uh, do we have do everybody have to put do, to start our car instead of keys? Do we need to have breathalyzers now before people get in? Like what else could there be done other than uh um uh first time offense go to court uh lose your license for a year i don't know if i don't know if the message is getting across to people about how serious getting in a vehicle impaired is i don't i don't think the message is getting through well it's not because number one alcohol companies don't want it to get through because you know like they'll do the dry drink responsibly at the end really small whatever but uh, cut they, it out yeah they they need to cut they need to cut yeah, it out but but please believe that they don't want that to get through um also something that takes so many lives, like the fact that it's, it's something that is so readily easily available too, is, is something that <sighs> always been, you know, people don't want to hear that, you know, because people do like their drinks and that's fine. If you do it responsibly, yeah. fine, but it's also responsible for a lot of things that happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it yeah. impairs you. And so, yeah. you know, the fact that it is a legal thing to do, you know, people don't take that seriously because it's a legal thing that you can do, period. Yeah, and yeah. we're kind of seeing that now in, you know, like legalizing marijuana too. Like, even though I personally think if you're going to legalize alcohol, you might as well legalize marijuana. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, I, I've never understood that, yeah. but, but we're going to see that now too, because you're impaired on that as well. Um, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. True story. But when true things story. are legal. Yeah. But when things are legal, um, it, it kind of is like, well, I mean, it's fine to do it. Nobody stresses the other end of it. You know, it's not stressed enough, like you said. But, you know, legal leak, but, you know, legal or illegal people, are, uh, uh, people are going to find a way to get high. People marijuana yeah. just got marijuana just got legal. And but since it's been legal, the number of smokers hasn't increased. The, the people that are smoking now were smoking prior to it being legal, right? So the uh, uh, the 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 difference from that count comes from the distribution end. But so legal or illegal, people are going to find a way to do the things. I mean, you you can uh, even if they stop selling, uh, if they stop selling, um, uh uh liquor in stores people who just rot oranges and make pruno you know what i mean i'm i i agree with you i think people are going to find a way to consume no matter what but i think when something is readily available you can just walk in shot after shot you know like it lessens the i guess like the responsibility of yourself to make sure that that you are safe within the context yeah. of this, if that makes yes. sense. Yes. There should be, there should be something as far as, um, um, these are some of the ideas I have. Some of the ideas I have. Um, okay. Don't show me your ID when you come in. Hand me your, hand me your, hand me your keys. But, well, people just come in with an extra set, right? A spare, right? Whatever, leader keys, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just, just throwing some ideas out. You, you got, you got, you got, you got, you got breath, you got breathalyzers, right? Um, you stiffen the penalty for first DUI offenses. Yeah. You stiffen the penalty the first there is because the thing is from 
from what I understand, I don't know if he had any DUI arrest prior to this. His first one was a deadly one, right? So there's no need for one, two, three, four. Now there was a there was a there. I was I was talking to a guy earlier today, and he was telling me, okay, well, what about what about the uh, um, you just left the company mixer and um, you you had a glass of champagne or a shot of Nyquil can put you over the legal limits or a shot of champagne and you're complete. But in my opinion, this is not about legal limits. This is not. This is about the act of consuming the alcoholic beverage and feeling like it's okay to get behind the wheel. I'm not speaking from a hypocritical spot. I've done it before and I've known that in my mind, I feel like, okay, I'm okay right now. I don't feel anything. I feel good. Um, but I think what happens is when people make a, when we make a habit of having a beer thinking we're okay or even having two or three beers and thinking we're okay, or having two or three drinks and thinking we're okay, that it leads to us doing it a second time, and then a third time, and then a fourth time, right? And then there's this fifth time where you had a couple shots of tequila, a beer. You might be a bigger guy. You think you're good. You get on a freeway. Now it's a little bit late now. It's two in the morning. So now that little bit of alcohol is also mixed with, damn, I had a long day. I'm also tired now, right? I'm a little sleepy, right? So you're doing things to stay up. So you're fiddling with your phone. You're turning the heater on or whatever, turn the heater off. You got the music on. Then your phone falls off your lap a little bit. You reach over to grab it. Next thing you know, you you swerving into another lane and you kill somebody and you thought it was okay because the first couple times you thought you were okay, nothing ever happened. Or you got a DUI the first couple times, or the, the first time, and you got a slap on and you got a slap on the wrist. You know what or I mean? You're, you're driving at 125 miles an hour while or you're you or you drop. This, this is another. Um, uh, this is another. Um, I lost a friend of mine, was like a brother to me. To you know, to uh, he was always uh, he he was always in the fast cars. He could never get in a vehicle and just drive like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Every time Richard got in the car, he would he. I don't care if he was just going to the store. He just had a need for speed. It was always more funny whether he was burning too much gas, killing his tires. He didn't care. He just always had everything he did was always at a high rate of speed. Um, of course, we in high school, everybody likes showing off. You know what I mean? They uh, Whatever. He had, so he ended up getting into motorcycles and he took the same uh, habits that he had from cars, that same need for speed, took to motorcycles. And so he's coming home one night, you know, um, and I don't even like to relive this, but he's coming home one night and late early in the morning and, you know, the streets are pretty empty. So that's his time to kind of just floor it, you know what I mean? And get on it a little bit. And, and, um, he, he lost control of his bike, you know, and, and we, we haven't seen him since, you know what I mean? And so these are like things that when we continuously, um, do them normally, and nothing, and, and and you get away with it so many times, um, it it almost always leads to another 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 time. So if the if the penalties and sometimes people have scares and still continue, you know what I mean? The slap on the wrist 
sometimes gives people action. They'd be like, shit, I was just a slap on the wrist. I'm going to go ahead and do it again. We have to have stiffer laws in this country when it comes to stuff, when it comes to think the same way they're putting that energy to mandating vaccines, the same energy. Well, you need to have the same energy towards other things that affect other people. Like the same energy of things that affect other people. I send my daughters on the road every day, you know, they don't have the experience as a, as much experience as a driver, as I do just certain things. You just can't, um, I don't care how much you think, you know, how to drive so much about driving has to do with experience. At least you understand what I'm saying. They just don't have, they just don't have the experience, you know? And so I don't want, they don't, they, their head is not really on a swivel. They're not looking a hundred miles down the road like me and you are, you know what I mean? Because we've had, we've had close calls, you know what I mean? Um, We've been in situations where people have probably ran red lights. So we're not, we're not at the, at the light bullshit. You know what I mean? We're actually kind of a little bit more defensive. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I couldn't imagine what the, what the, the parents are feeling for the young girl. You know what I mean? I got girls the same age. So there has to be something um, there. It has to get stiffer. We can't just keep, we can't just uh, keep losing people. Not to mention this, the the highway workers, you know, that are out there repairing the roads and having their lane closures up and in the middle of the night and people are leaving the clubs at two in the morning, especially in California. They, let, they, they close they close the clubs way too. They kick people out way. They get you drunk till one o'clock and then they kick you out at one thirty. That's a horrible recipe right there. You know what I mean? And so they have to it just has to be stiffer. First offense jail time, period. First offense, you get you get a DUI. You go jails might be over flooded, but so what? Go to jail. You get you go to jail. You 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 tell somebody you drink and drive. You lose your license for the rest of your life. I don't care. You lose your license for the rest. Better than taking a life. Better than using your life. You, you drink and drive. You lose your license. I don't care if you if it's a a glass of champagne or a glass of wine or you you drink drive. You lose your you, you no longer have the privilege to drive in in uh, in, in the United States. I don't know if the average 22 year old is having a conversation right now that we're having. I don't know if are we speaking from a place of of maturity? Are we speaking from a place of being 40 years old? But are these kids, are they talking right now? Well, actually, I think that would be an interesting pod for us to have. I, I think we should bring some younger people on to talk about these things. Because yes. I think I I think it would be interesting, but also like I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know, but I, I kind of feel like, no, I mean, first of all, especially if you're young right now, everything has been turned upside down from COVID. Think about it. It's been yes, a two yes. year long thing where like everything, the, the focus has been on COVID, you know, and all the things that have happened and all of the racial injustice. I mean, every, like, I don't know even where my head would be right now if I was young and all of that was happening. Yes. So yes. And I'm not giving anyone a pass, but it's just like, I wonder if things like this aren't stressed because there are so many other things that are going on. Yes. Um, you know, and I, I, so my, my answer would be, I don't know, but yes. I would lean towards, no, these conversations are not being had. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And they're, and they're kind of, and they're kind of lies a part of, um, what's going to continue to be, 
you know, a part of the problem. They, they, they've changed uh, restrictions on the youth as far as when they can get their license, how uh, um, thing, you know, it's, it's, it's super expensive. Insurance is crazy high for, you know, but I don't know um, if, I don't, I, I just don't know. If, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's enough that, you know, the legal drinking age is 21. Um, I don't know if they, a lot of young people still feel invincible. A lot of young people yeah. still, and they, and there's older, there's older people that are doing this. It's not a young, this is not exclusive to young people. This no, it's not. accident we're talking about just happened to be um, a young person, but I'm sure by the numbers, there's, there's plenty of, uh, um, there's plenty of older people getting in uh, uh, drunk driving accidents. I'm almost positive. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's not, but, it's definitely not just for the younger generation, but being as that, what we were talking, that is what we were talking about. Sure. I wonder, I wonder what it is. Cause you know, growing up, I remember having the assemblies and um, having people come in and talk with us and, and show us the cars that had been in accidents, uh, drunk driving accidents and things of that nature. Like I remember those types of things. And I remember yeah. obviously in my case, like my family was affected. So, so we had it firsthand, but um, I don't know. I truly don't know. But I what remember. I do know is that this podcast, I hope whoever is listening to it understands how you can drastically change someone's life with one decision. So just make them wisely. And yours, you know, and you're in a, in a, in a, in a, in a blink of an, in a blink of an eye, you know, in a blink, in a blink of an eye. I, I just, it, it took me back to my high school days. It took me back, you know, when we were underage, finding a way to uh, finding a way to get our hands on liquor and, and, and beer. And that was like the highlight of our week. You know what I mean? And um, uh, turning, you know, getting in my 20, turning 21. And now I got full access. I vividly just remembered I'm a tequila guy now. I love, you know, I love my I love my tequila, but I'm always in the mindset of oh, I can handle it. I'm good, you know, and um your your judgment even when you think you're good there's mistakes that are going to happen you're not as alert um as you could be and and so i'm thankful now that we have different I, first off i hate driving uh to begin with right i i i hate i hate driving um like i said uh if i had my choice if i had the resources that these guys have um I wouldn't drive at all. I would I would have a show. I love the idea of a chauffeur. I love the idea of having a driver. I, I I live and die by Uber and Lyft. Actually, I've been taking um I think the taxi cab scene is kind of coming back a little bit. There's this there's this new uh app called Curb now, which makes it very from your phone, it makes it very easy to do business with taxi cabs. And actually, they're a little bit less of a headache right now than than uh um than Uber and Lyft. They're kind of straight to the point a lot of times. You know, Uber and Lyft in a lot of cities has kind of been struggling since the uh, pandemic. That's going well, to happen. And they have to be licensed. Like, there's so many different steps of a cab. Yeah. Right? To, yeah. to become a cab driver and to actually have yeah. the license that um, it just protects you and the cab driver as well. For sure. For sure. Um, but I would just say, like, anytime you're going to have fun or you know that there's going to be some kind of substance involved or you're even tired. 
like, I mean, we could, we could go through a bunch of different things. Just have a friend who's a designated driver. That always, that is a, is a great move or just call a Lyft or Uber. Like it's not worth the money that you're going to spend is not worth your life. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like just spend the money, like, or walk or do whatever. Like if you know, like make those plans ahead of time to keep yourself and others safe. Uh, I, 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 I want, I want to from a, from, from like a same mind, from a logical standpoint, I 100% I'm with you on board with that. I just don't think that'll, I don't think it'll, I don't think there's a PSA announcement that uh, Barack Obama could come out and make that will, that I, I don't think who, who do people listen to uh, 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 Cardi B or, or, or Lil Durk or, or Drake or Jay-Z. There's not a PSA announcement anybody that, that anybody can make that's going to make people, that's going to make everybody make the right decisions. Something has to be done. Something has to be done the same way you can't walk into a restaurant unless you show a, 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 a vaccine mandate. It, it's interesting the things that government is, is um, decides to want to man. There has to be something. Alcohol, drinking and driving affects me the same way a, a virus does, right? It affects somebody else the same way, in different ways, but the same way. I'm affected. What Your actions, whatever you have, can affect. If you decide to get in the car and drink and drive, now it's not just your problem. It's my problem. I see what you're saying. The the actual um, dissemination of the virus is what yes. you're saying. Yes, and when we're yes, and when we're talking about when we're talking about um, how contagious it is and how I can catch it from you, that's what I mean about the mandates. Um, in that, and I and I always get that comparison from what I talked about earlier when I heard somebody make the argument or the conspiracy theories about um, you know, like what I said earlier, diabetes and things of that nature. Well, diabetes, diabetes, although it is a world problem, you know, it's a it's a it's a diet and. But it's at the end of the day, if you decide to have a horrible diet, that only affects you. If you decide to have a drink, if well, you decide, to be clear, to, some people have diabetes without having a horrible diet. Without, without, yeah, without, well, I without, without that. Want to say? I no, I got you. Yeah, for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But there's a reason that you can drink as much as you want in the privacy of your own home, because you can drink. I can, I can drink three bottles of liquor and pass out in my own home. And this is not a problem. But when you get, but when you decide to drink a bottle of tequila and get behind the wheel of a car, now it's my problem. Now it's just not your problem. It's my problem. So maybe the government should say like they do with everything else, like they doing with the pandemic, because this is everybody's problem, right? Let's figure out because I don't want to depend I can only be responsible for me. I can get in my car. I can put on my seatbelt. I can be sober. I can follow all the traffic laws. But that doesn't mean Joe Schmo coming up the street 156 miles an hour is. Right. Gotta fi- they got to figure this out. I don't know if you got to put, if you got to put uh, uh, breathalyzers on vehicles. I don't know if you got to like, uh, um, so I don't know. I don't know what the answer to, to it is. I really don't know. I don't, I don't know what the answer because it's a humanity thing. Like, do you care about people? Do you care about yourself? You know, some do, like, some, some do, some don't. Some, some, some do, people, some, some don't. Some. And 
And I think like, yes, I, I, I think there is, there are things that we can do or there are things that the government could stipulate or whatever, but you know, people are going to get around those just to be able to do it. Yes. You know, so I just think, I mean, there's no clear answer. Unfortunately, this has been something that has gone on since alcohol was, you know, what I mean, there's no clear answer, but what I do know is that make sure that at the end of the day, like, you know, that if you get behind the wheel with any type of impairment, you are sitting in a weapon. If, if, if there, if, if, if they were to, if they were to, you remember, you remember uh, being in school, they had those programs called DARE. They used yeah. to see, we go into the auditorium and they, the police officers would come in with a briefcase, show us a bunch of um, sugar in a vial and tell us it was cocaine and tell us why we shouldn't blah, 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 blah. No matter how much, no matter how many times they try to scare us or tell us that marijuana was the gateway drug or this is what you, people are, people still are going, I just don't want to have to bear the brunt of somebody else's. I just don't have a lot of faith in people to make the right decisions. I just don't. I don't, um, you, you, I just, I just don't. And awareness is good. If you can, if you can change one out of 10, that's a good one. You know what I mean? If you can get every, every, every little bit helps, there has to be something, there has to be something else done. And I don't know if I would be curious to know the, the rates of these things in other countries and other places. I would like to see, I would like to compare some of the statistics to some of the places that have stricter laws than we have uh, here when it comes to um, this. But to me, any type of negligence that you can freely, um, that anything that you can do that can affect somebody else, I think um, it should be the strictest, you know, law. But instead, instead we'll have, uh, you'll get, arrested for uh, smoking crack in public or something and, and then have to, and then spend a few days in jail immediately and have narcotics possession on your record, you know, for doing something that oh, that's right now is affecting you personally and not anybody else. Right. Um, of course, everything leads to something, right. There's all, there's a, there, it's all a whatever, but drinking and drinking and driving, I mean, there's people crossing the street. There's people doing all types of things. It, there has, I don't, under, it, it has to, it has to be more than just, it has to be more than just the slap on the wrist that they're giving people for drinking and driving. And, right. and I think once they figure that part out, I think we'll have less of these incidences. I agree. But also, do you want to take yourself out of the people that you, the lives or the lives of the people that love you? You know? Like, some people don't, but some people don't have, but some people don't have anybody that, some people don't have anybody that loves them. Some people, some, that's the reason some people are drinking. They don't have anybody. They don't care. Everybody's not thinking, um, everybody's not thinking about that part. True. But, but if you don't love your, if you don't feel like you love yourself or anyone loves you, you could take somebody out of this world that someone does love. It's just, it's so hard for me. It, it's hard for me. 
Yeah, it, 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 exactly. And that's why I feel we have to take it out of the hands. <laughs> we have yeah. to take it out of the hands. We have to, something like this, I hope, and I hope, uh, I hope this touches the, you know, the hearts of uh, a lot of people and people are really paying attention. And in the perfect world, you know, we put the phones down, we um, we catch Ubers, we, we, we you know, we, we, we spend the night. Hey, fellas, when you go out, have a fellas night out and you're hanging out too long, you, even if you're married, you know, you got to be able to call your wife and say, look, I've been out with the fellas. Maybe I shouldn't have had too much to drink, but I had too much to drink. Don't give me a hard time about making it home. I may have to stay. Now, now you can get in your car and you can come where I'm at, but it may not be safe to me to drive. I know I know I probably shouldn't be out this late at night, right? I know it's probably not appropriate for a married man to be out at three in the morning, four in the morning, out this time of night. But look, I've been drinking, but I, I don't, please don't give me a heart. Don't like make me feel the pressure that I need to make it home. Let's get through the night and we can deal with that part in the morning. Right. Rather you understand? have that. Rather have that. Rather, rather have that than, than because be then putting other people's lives in jeopardy as well as as well as mine and then we can start making better decisions about when we're going to cut off our alcohol and how we get to parties and how we do we can deal with that tomorrow but we still have to make it through the night you know there's too there's too many people driving home at three o'clock in the morning you know leaving uh just want to go i just want to i just want to uh I just want to sleep in my own bed. You know what I mean? I just want, is that, is that logic? I just don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to sleep on nobody's couch. I want to, I want I just want to, I just got, I got to get, you should have considered a lot of that before you actually went out. There needs to be, you play, I live in, I live in Tracy. A lot, a lot of times if I go out, I'm going to the city, right? 45 hour drive, right? 45 minutes. 45 minutes, <laughs> yeah, 45, <laughs> 45, yeah, 40. No, I, I usually make it in about an hour because it's usually bottlenecks right around the Bay Bridge, right? Mm-hmm. Hotel rooms need to be had, period. Hotel, stay tonight. I got plenty of friends out there. Stay tonight. Don't come back. Um, Or I got, I got one even better. Who cares if you got to pay $150 in an Uber to get back home? So what? You want to know how much a, you you want to know how much a DUI is gonna cost? Not even not talking about fatality. I'm just talking about the DUI. DUI is gonna cost you about anywhere from you're gonna lose your license off top for a year, and it's probably you're gonna to go to all these classes. You're gonna pay all these fines. It's probably gonna cost you about ten thousand. So that hundred and fifty dollars sounds pretty good, right? You gotta start thinking like that. Yeah, like you said before, you go to the city, make. A, get a hotel room. You know what I'm saying? Uber around, do whatever yeah. you need to do. Like yeah. just make, just to make sure that yes, have fun, but also be safe. And be safe. Don't kill. Have you people. ever, have you, have you ever drove in a car with someone that was impaired? Have you ever been a passenger? I, I did one time and I actually apologized because I didn't realize until we were like into the drive, like what it, ha- what was happening. Cause I, I, yeah. I hadn't seen, I, I didn't realize that they were. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm not even gonna lie at the time. Like I was afraid of being judged by people in the car. If I was like, pull over, let's switch, whatever. And, and this is just my truth. So, yeah. um, afterwards I felt terrible. I was actually like physically ill because I was like, you just literally did what your brother 
had done. Yeah. And and you hadn't had a drop to drink. Like, how dare you? Um, and so I never again in life have done it. And I apologized to that person because yeah. I said I I was complicit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I was complicit and I apologize for even letting you stay in that situation once I realized what was going on. Mm. And so none of this, what I'm saying is coming from a place of like shaming people or whatever. I, I'm guilty of texting. I'm guilty of the situation that I just talked about, but I'll never do it again. Like, and don't, don't let somebody's like, that could have been the end for me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let it happen. Period. Don't let it happen. Period. Like, and I had somebody that was taken and I let that happen. So yeah. it's just, and so I I'll can tell just you say, what, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what new year's is coming. Yeah. Christmas is coming. The holidays is coming. Um, outside of the summer, there's no bigger, uh, uh, um, time of the year difference between the summer and the winter time is in the summertime. The drinking is typically, there's a, probably a lot more drinking when the sun is out in the daytime. The scary part about the winter months is there's a ton of drinking and at, you know, at, at night there's, there's holiday parties, there's house parties, there's dinner parties. There's a lot of this things going on. So let's, let's, uh, Let's let's us make a difference with our lives and the people around us. Um, look, we got extra bedrooms. We got um, I'm, we, I got we, a couch. We collect. We collect. We're, if, if you're drinking, gotta hand me your keys. If you're drinking, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, let me get. We we had. We, we're taking keys. We're taking the whole nine. Um, uh, and and we're gonna and we're gonna chill out. You know, New Year's Eve. You know, big a uh, lot of drinking and driving on done on New Year's Eve, and um. Let's uh let's do our part. You know what I mean. The least we can do to you know to pe- to our loved ones. You know what I mean. And hopefully the message spread. Hopefully people are watching the uh, Henry Ruggs the third story. And um and I, I I I'm tired of saying the girl. I need to look. I need to find out what the young lady's name was. You know what I mean. Uh, that lost her life. Um in this. I'm sure it's it's uh somewhere. But let's keep her family in prayer. You know what I mean. Because this is I couldn't it's got to be a night it's got to be a nightmare for them and this is not about um football uh him playing in his football career i think right now is the least of anybody's oh, yeah. uh anybody's worries or anybody's you know concerns that that's never here nor there it is this is not about football this is about uh humanity this is about life or death this is about making split decisions that can change your life there, and, and um there's things that are happening even outside of drunk driving as people, um, people are killing people nowadays. A lot is just going on. There's things, there's a lot of robberies. There's a lot of people making split dis- uh, decisions, split second decisions that are, you know, that are changing their lives for good. You know what I mean? So um, you got to just know life could change in an instant. And, you know, and, yeah. And so we're going to, I think we should actually end this one on that note. And, well, um, can can we also end it with just her name is Tina Tinter. Tina um, Tinter, okay. Tina Tinter. Um, and I hope All I'm right. pronouncing that correctly, but um just rest in peace to Tina. Um and and just uh, I I pray for her whole entire family and friends um that are going through a horrific time. Yeah.
So rest in peace to Tina. That quick moment of silence, but man, um, so until next time, hopefully next time our next show, we got something um a little bit more uh <laughs> you know, it's, it's not such a somber show, you know. It's just I, I cause I can't lie to you. This this one, this one hit home, you know what I mean? This one feel I I feel every every bit of this, you know, our family that you know, the 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 young man as well, because I know he's gotta be. You know, he's about to, you know, I couldn't imagine what's going through his head right now if, if he's, if he's, I don't know, this lady's family and her friends. I don't know if she had any siblings and whatever. So we'll keep them up. We'll keep everybody in prayer, man. And um, great show, though. Great show. Great show. I mean, these shows are hard, but they're important. And yep. the only thing we ask of anyone who's listening to them is to listen, learn, and also share. Till next time, one against the grain podcast. We out.